0: Good afternoon, Grand Slam podcast fans. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is episode 11 of the Grand Slam podcast. Today is September 10th, 2021, and we have embarked on the very last game of the 2021 Pioneer League season. And we have two games tonight. Um, and that that is it. We already know where the playoffs are, who's playing in the playoffs, and what could happen there. But let's first, before we dive into the playoffs uh, scenarios, let's dive into the Vibes Check, which is your recap of the Rocky Mountain Vibes last series. Now, of course, I did go ahead and delay this podcast a couple days so then I could record both the Raptors series and the Grand Junction Rockies, uh, three games that they played this week to end the season. So let's go ahead and jump back to September 1st, which was the first game of the Raptors series here in Colorado Springs. Uh, Batting recap, uh, Bernita had one double, Garlardo had a triple, and an RBI was uh, credited to uh, Galida. um in uh in that game one so pitching recap we have here lopez came in and pitched 2.2 innings giving up eight hits seven runs three walks and two strikeouts leaving with a 9.05 era um gerardo believe is how you pronounce his name uh came in and pitched 2.1 innings 3 hits, 2 runs, 2 walks, 3 strikeouts, leaving with a 6.98 ERA. And then Gomez came in to pitch the final 4 innings of the game, giving up 4 hits, 2 runs, 2 walks, and 2 strikeouts, leaving the game with a 12.72 ERA. Vibes ended up losing this game 11-1. The games on uh, September 2nd and 3rd were both postponed due to weather That essentially led to two doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, So game two, uh, which was on uh, September 4th. the Batting recap, we had just Barfield doing anything on the offense side with a home run. Uh, He gained a RBI uh, with that, two of them. And then pitching recap... Uh, Solis uh, had pitched 3 innings, giving up 12 hits, 10 runs, 1 strikeout, leaving uh, with a 7.44 ERA. Diplin came in and pitched 4 innings, giving up 3 hits, 1 run, a walk, a strikeout, and leaving with an ERA of 7.97. Vibes lost this game 11-2. to Game 3, um, which started about uh, 30 minutes after Game 2, uh, batting recap on this one, we had Nunez and Annone both get doubles, and then RBIs went to Esparza and two to Annone. Pitching recap, Rodriguez uh, pitched the uh, 1.1 inning to start the game, giving up eight hits, ten runs, two walks, and left with probably the highest ERA I've ever seen in a game, which was 67.52. Um, Once he was pulled, uh, Farfan came in and pitched 3.2 innings, giving up 6 hits, 3 runs, 2 walks, and 5 strikeouts, leaving with a 4.50 ERA. Herrera then came in to pitch and ended up pitching 1.1 inning, giving 3 hits, 3 runs, 2 walks, leaving with a 18.62 ERA. And then Lopez came in and pitched uh, 0.2 innings, giving up 1 hit, Leaving with a 8.95 ERA to end the game. Vibes lost this game 16-3. to And then the next day on Sunday, we had again a doubleheader. Um, game 4 of this series. Um, batting recap, we had Bernita and Macias, both with doubles. RBI went to Bernita. Pitching recap, we saw Ocha... Pitched 4.0 innings, giving up nine hits, five runs, one walk, and three strikeouts, leaving with a 8.09 ERA. Uh, Pindia came in and pitched uh, 0.1 inning, giving up two runs and two walks, leaving with a 7.62 ERA. And then Marcelino came in to pitch 2.2 innings, giving up one hit, two runs, three strike or three strikeouts, and three walks. Um, leaving with a 5.30 ERA. Vibes took another loss here. 9-3 to in that game. And then we moved on to game 5. Uh, which was on Sunday as well. Started uh, just like the other doubleheader, header. Uh, 30 minutes before uh, the actual... Or 30 minutes after the first game. At that point uh, we had... Batting recap, Perez, Barfield, and Macias, both all had, or all three of them, had doubles. Uh, Macias and Gallardo had uh, an RBI each. Pitching recap, Sanchez uh, started the game pitching 3.0 innings, giving up 7 hits, 4 runs, 2 walks, and 2 strikeouts, leaving with a 9.00 ERA. Gomez then came in and pitched 1.1 inning, giving up 2 hits, 2 runs, 4 walks, 2 strikeouts, leaving with ERA of 12.76. And then Davis came in to pitch, um, which he ended up pitching 2.2 innings, giving up 3 hits, 3 runs, 1 walk, and 2 strikeouts, leaving with an ERA of 5.89. Vibes lost this game 9-4. And then we wrapped up the final home game. Um, of the season at UC Health Park batting recap we had Bernita Barfield Macias and Esparza all with doubles RBIs in this game went to Bernita Macias Esparza and Gallardo he had two pitching recap um, Gerardo I believe is how you pronounce the name pitch four innings starting the game giving up one hit five runs five walks three strikeouts, leaving with a 6.94 ERA. Farfan came in and pitched one inning, giving up four hits, three runs, one walk, one strikeout, leaving with a uh, 5.0 ERA. Rodriguez then came in and pitched an inning, giving up one walk, one strikeout, leaving with a 38.58 ERA, so his came down quite a bit from the last game he pitched in. Pindia came in and pitched two innings, giving up five hits, three runs, one strikeout, leaving with a 7.90 ERA. Herrera then came in to uh, close the game. He pitched uh, one inning, giving up one hit, one strike, one walk, or one strikeout, one walk, uh, leaving with a 17.71 ERA. Vibes ended up losing this game 11 to five. That wrapped up the home series at UC Health Park. The Vibes got swept by the Raptors. And the Raptors just showed they were, they were a dominant team during this time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for them in the playoffs uh, that start tomorrow. And then on Tuesday, which was uh, I think the first or second game the Vibes have played on a Tuesday... Um, they essentially went out there and played one game on Tuesday and then a doubleheader on Wednesday. I'm still not quite sure why they played a doubleheader on Wednesday um, to make up any games in the past that I'm not aware of. Um, but a game one bat. Uh, this was on Monday on or sorry on Tuesday. Uh, game one was a uh, with batting recap: uh, Bernita, unknown, and uh, Tradado or Trado. I believe is how you pronounce the name all had doubles macias had a triple home run um perez lopez and tirardo all had home runs rbis went to perez he had two lopez had two a had two and tirardo had one uh, pitching recap lopez came in and pitched uh, started a game at six innings pitch giving up 11 hits Six runs and five strikeouts, leaving with a 8.95 ERA. He almost actually um, pitched most of the game in that. Uh, Marcelino then came in and uh, played three innings pitching, um, which he gave up uh, one hit, two walks, one strikeout, leaving with an ERA of 4.57. Vibes ended up winning this game 8-6. to six. And then um, on Wednesday, uh, like I said, they had a doubleheader. Game 1 showed in batting, uh, Trajardo, uh had a double, also had another home run in this game and an RBI. Uh, home runs went to Lopez and Anon and Torajardo. RBIs, Lopez had three, Anon had one. Uh, pitching recap, Rodriguez uh, pitched 6.1 innings, giving up seven hits, six runs, two walks, and six strikeouts, leaving... Uh, With a 15.58 ERA, Uh, Pindya uh, Pindya came in and pitched uh, 0.0 innings, giving up one hit, two runs, one walk, leaving with an 8.34 ERA to end the game. Vibes lost this game 8-5. And then 30 minutes after that game uh, was the final Rocky Mountain Vibes game of the season. Could actually be their last game as a team. We shall see how time... Uh, remains with that. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but in Game 3, the batting recap, uh, Roselle, Roselles, uh had a double. Home run went to Nunez and Macias. RBAs went to Nunez, Macias, and Carleo. Um, pitching recap, Solis had started pitching 4 innings, giving up 12 hits, 10 runs, 2 walks, 4 strikeouts, leaving with an 8.17 ERA. Herrera pitched 1.2 innings, giving up 3 hits, 1 run, 3 walks, and 2 strikeouts, leaving with a 16.77 ERA. And then Gerardo uh, pitched 0.1 inning, delivering 1 strikeout, leaving with a 0.00 ERA. Vibes ended up losing this game 11-3 as they wrapped up their season as a team. So, the real topic here today is where are we going forward? Vibe season is over. They had the worst season record out of every team in the league. Um, we've heard no information on a season next year. Um, when we left the game on Monday, there was no real talk about see you next year. We'll get. It was more of the message that we will get fans back out, her players on the field as soon as possible. That doesn't sound like there's a season next year. Anytime we've had baseball, and there hasn't been this like strict rumor that the team is going away for good, things like that. We've always heard we'll see you next season. There was um, talks during the 2019 season. Where you could uh, essentially reserve your season tickets that same day for the following year. There's nothing of that. There hasn't been any talk of um, 2022 season tickets. And frankly, I, I just I don't know what is going to happen here. Um, other than potentially the Vibes lose their affiliation with the... Monclova and have to start fresh again um, like they were originally before they signed the contract I hope that's not the case um, I, I do wish that we would have the same players as next or come next year under this Monclova system but I do think there definitely needs to be some work I, I mean there's obviously great talent on the team there's great pitching staff but when it comes down to it um, when we look over the entire season, the Vibes gave up eight hundred and eighty-three runs, um, and only scored four hundred and seventy-three. Now, according to Point Streak, the official um score stats schedule um for the Pioneer League, they're claiming the Vibes gave up nine hundred and thirteen runs over the year. Um, but I I've been Tracking pretty much all season long on an Excel document, the final scores of each game, and I do not come up with 900 and some odd odds, so I don't know where exactly that came from. Um, point streak has been a little off as of late, um, and frankly, kind of all season long. Um, I kind of trust my numbers over them, but yeah, you, you really can't have essentially a ball club with pitching staff that is giving up, and, and offense, or sorry, defense, essentially, that is giving up this much runs and just not scoring that many points on offense. So it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. Um, when we also look at, um, essentially, the Vibes records... They hit 872 hits out of 3,131 at-bats. That is that is crazy. That is, And I, I don't believe those also include walks. But, I mean, when you take into consideration walks, strikeouts, hitting the ball, um, and like a pop fly, or them getting the out, those don't count. So, I mean, that's a huge disadvantage there. And the final record of the Vibes was 22 wins and 73 losses. That's worse than the 2019 Vibes. But the one thing people need to understand here, and I'm going to give some credit to the Vibes and the organization and the players, is when you look at this team, it ranges from the ages of 15 to, I think the oldest is like 28, 29 maybe. And... Then you look at the, and most of the team is on the lower end of that spectrum of age, most of the entire league are older players that aren't younger. And I, I mean, I've talked to numerous players from other teams that has has said they feel like they're playing a high school team and they're just beating up on the vibes. And unfortunately, that's kind of the truth. Um, so there, there's got to be something... It's got to be done. I don't think the coaching was that bad. I don't think the um, uh, pitchers coach or anything like that um, That nothing really wrong there. I just I think that there's a lot of young talent here and there's a lot of mistakes that need to be fixed. And I don't know if they can do that or if Monclova is going to take that for their development system. Um, going forward. Um, again, the Monclova contract as far as I know, was only for a year. There is nothing past 2021 mentioned. Um, so that that's deeply a concern for us season ticket holders and kind of going forward of what exactly this podcast is about. Obviously um, the road to 2022 is basically on the table right now. Um, I, I at least plan to still cover the Pioneer League after next or after this year, even if the vibes are not part of it. Um, I obviously will most likely not be in person for any games, but um, it it'll be interesting to see essentially where we go from here. Um, but yeah, the the vibes they played their hearts out, but it was just obviously not enough. There is not. As I talked about last week, there is not one series, the entire season that the Vibes even came close um to outscoring their opponents during a week. And I mean, I think the the worst week that they had as a team um going back to week 3, they gave up 91 runs. 91 runs in 6 games and that right there, that's that's a big mistake there for a team trying to do something. Um, good luck, obviously, to uh, the Ogden Raptors, the Missoula Paddleheads, the um, Idaho Falls Chuckers, and the Boise Hawks, who all have advanced to playoffs. The opening round of playoffs start tomorrow. It is winner take all games. So two teams will advance to the finals that start on Monday. Uh, Tuesday is an off uh, travel day, and then the Raptors, if they win, will have essentially home field advantage. I believe that's the same with um, Boise. It was uh, clarified earlier. Thank you to the Pioneer League earlier on uh, Instagram's uh, post that a listener of our podcast um, Asked the Pioneer League to clarify why the Raptors were getting home-field advantage for if they go to the actual final, final round. And it was clarified that it switches divisions each year. So it is the South division for home-field advantage. Um, so if you are wondering that, that is why. Um, but I, I do believe we will see... The Raptors win. They'll have to play three games. I, I believe they'll lose one to the Paddleheads, um, but essentially that home field advantage is going to come in clutch for the Raptors on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. And I believe they're gonna they're gonna pull it out at home, winning the championship. So we'll see how that goes. Um, But let's go ahead and go into our main topic today. I went ahead and mentioned this earlier this week on Instagram is I was following a podcaster trying to search for any kind of information essentially that was provided about the Pioneer League and see if I could find any information on the vibes essentially keeping the team and when I was looking through all this data and whatnot, um, I ended up finding essentially a story um, on or a podcast, another podcast called Baseball Together, and a episode one thirteen called No More Extra Innings. On this episode, it actually featured the um, Pioneer t- uh, two executives from the Pioneer League and Commissioner Jim. McCurdy, and President Mike Shapiro, I believe that's how you pronounce the name, and during this interview, I did learn essentially that the Pioneer League is looking to even expand their um, league more than the 10 teams that essentially is planned for next year. Um, There is uh, talk about some rapid growth through that interview. Um, They also gave some insight on the knockout round and why essentially it exists, why they went that route with uh, the knockout round, and basically the interview kind of entailed that the knockout round was created because of every extra inning that happens, teams start losing significant amount of money, and I think I've talked about this even in past episodes and kind of thought that was the theory. Um, that there's no concession stands open. you are having to pay staff members security and them um, for longer hours and everything uh, that they're they're not supposed to be there for. so that is a huge issue with teams playing in extra innings and this knockout round is pretty much a quick thing that can be over quicker um, and you don't risk of potentially almost playing another baseball game which I have been at those type of games where they're 19 20 innings long and the game goes till two o'clock in the morning so um definitely check out that interview i i did not get any indication in it that the no talk of the rocky mountain vibes no talk of teams being eliminated nothing in that um that realm of things but they it's a very interesting episode um, again, the podcast is Baseball Together. No more extra innings. Episode one thirteen. Um, I found it on Google Podcasts, and I I don't know. I I believe that there is talk that the vibes are gone. There's talk that they could essentially move into or move the vibes to. Orum. Um Obviously, the Owls left Orem and are coming to Northern Colorado, which is in Windsor, next year. Um, so that that's where we could essentially see uh, Orem wants a team back. Uh, essentially, they're ready to go. They have the field. They have everything good to go. And I've heard this from a few people now um, that Orem is ready to go for a team. So if push comes to shove with the Pioneer League and the Rocky Mountain Vibes, they could easily move up um, to Orem and have maybe not the Vibes. I, I They could keep the Vibes' name. I, I don't see why they couldn't. Um, so, time will tell. I think we potentially should hear some information as we get closer to the end of the year. Uh, there is still the season ticket holder event um, that usually happens of game two of the world series that could be another place where some questions could be answered from the ownership of the vibes um, potentially the pioneer league or something being said Um, but I will definitely break the news first if I hear anything on the season ticket realm of things if there is a season again I just I cannot phantom the fact that we would take away a baseball team. After two years of playing and the Pioneer League is looking to expand, there's been no issues with Color Springs. Um, the attendance was the second largest attendance in the Pioneer League all season long. That screams to me that fans in this city want baseball. You don't have high attendance levels regardless if people are just showing up to do something, that still doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you still are having those attendance records, and I think it's the bigger picture of things that the Pioneer League, Monclova, and possibly the Vibes organization need to look at is those factors. You take away baseball, and it's as I've talked about in previous episodes, you're going to start hitting into the community and, and areas that need these certain areas to get uh, donations, funding, uh, sponsorships, things like that, that are going to be crushed in Colorado Springs. And again, we the Rocky Mountain Vibes, the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, when they were around, did a lot for military organizations, and we know from this season, the Rocky Mountain Vibes did the exact same thing. It was a lot of charity organizations that did fundraising and giving back to homeless veterans veterans organizations and things around our community that would be directly affected with no longer having those so like I said I will definitely break the news when it comes available and kind of go from there Um, but I appreciate everyone listening and hearing my thoughts and um concerns with this i think this is something that should be carried up to the vibes management i'm I'm just deeply concerned we've heard nothing at all um and with recording this episode about a week after the season ends or ended um that's where i start having an issue that there's just it's it's crickets and it it does concern me But as the episode is titled, Episode 11, The Last Toasty, could this be the last Toasty? Could this be the last actual show of baseball at UC Health Park under the Pioneer League? Those questions will be answered soon, hopefully not longer than what I would expect. I would hope we'd hear something in the next couple months, Um, but I'll bring that to everyone. Let's go ahead and jump into... The year-end awards. Now, I did go ahead and post these on uh, social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, and everything. And want to kind of just go over these. I think that if you haven't already read through everything, you can definitely listen to my thoughts a little more in depth here. Um, So, the first award I gave out was the X Factor Award. Um, This was... Straight out, the factor that um, Jacob Barfield, who got this award, um, essentially played in 92 games out of the 97 they played. Um, he he was just the X factor that the Rocky Mountain Vibes needed all season long to excel to that next point. Now, Jacob Barfield was responsible for 28 home runs, 97 RBIs, Um, in those 92 games played. So if you break it down, Vibes could have lost a lot of games if it wouldn't have been for Jacob Barfield. Um, I I still don't understand how he was never called up to Monclova, um, but he definitely, like I said, he was the X Factor that drove the uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes to many of their wins and brought the fans to their feet, along with being a fan favorite. um, I personally became a very big fan of his, and a lot of other people did. He had great interaction with the crowd and fans at the game. Uh, the next one was for Game Changer Award. And this one to Aaron Solis. Aaron Solis was one of the Rocky Mountain Vibes pitchers who led the team in strikeouts with 76 strikeouts over the season. He was a team leader and often would come in clutch in situations that were that arised. Um Next next up was the Prospect Award. This one went to Aldo Nunez, and the Prospect Award essentially went to anyone who made a different an instant difference on the team and played between out, who then played between outfield and second base. Um, Aldo made some crazy catches and throws to make clutch plays when they were needed. He ended up with 20 RBIs, played 72 games with. Um, I I put one home run but then I did learn that he hit a home run at the end of the season So he ended up with two home runs And then had only four errors all season long Which was pretty clutch for uh, anyone that played position spots on the Vibes Because the Vibes did give up quite a bit of errors during the season Um, He was another one that I think became a fan favorite And not only in my household but with uh, kids and fans alike uh, we definitely appreciate everything he brought to the table. The next one was the shin guard award. Now, this one was kind of a joke, but actually, it wasn't. Um, this this award basically goes to anyone that is a first base coach or third base coach that I had personally witnessed a lot of hits, a lot of pre- people on bases, and they would collect shin guards from those batters that would get on base and. Um Daron Davis, um, who plays for the Org- Ogden Raptors, was absolutely amazing. Collected over 2,000 shin guards, coached over 140 stolen bases. Um, again, there, there's a, a great story behind it if you haven't heard me talk about it in previous episode. Um, the Raptors were the first main team we had a series against at the first part of the season, a full series against. And Davis became a fan favorite um, here in Collar Springs, we had talked to him, joked to him, and then I found out he's a huge uh, pro wrestling fan, so there's a lot of conversation with that, Um, but he was overall just a a great guy, best of luck to you uh, Davis, And anything you do in the future, hopefully you're still with the Raptors next year. So that that award was kind of a joking one, but it became kind of serious and was actually uh, pretty awesome. Next award went to Griffin Barnes, which was the True Grit Award. Uh, The True Grit Award uh, goes to the main man behind the plate. Griffin Barnes, this dude really showed some true grit this year and was another one of the standout players who uh, stood up for his teammates, made sure the umpires knew when something wasn't right. Uh, Griffin Barnes is the younger brother to the Los Angeles Dodgers catcher Austin Barnes. And, man, let me tell you, baseball runs through this family, clearly. Uh, Griffin Barnes ended the season with three home runs, 46 RBIs, uh, had a percentage of uh, batting average of uh, .307 average, played in 76 games, had 277 at-bats, and... um, Had 163 put outs as a catcher. Uh, The next award went to Ethan Lopez, which was the Impact Award. Gave this to Ethan as he, he showed up out of nowhere. The Vibe signed him on August 8th, 2021, in that last month of the season. And right away, he hit five home runs, driving in 14 RBIs. And his final average was point three four six in just 25 games he played in. Could you imagine if the vibes would have picked him up or Monclova would have picked him up prior to the last month? Could have made a huge difference um, in the long run with him. So he he definitely got the Impact Award. Uh, the final award I had was the Clickworthy uh, Award. And that award essentially went to Mike Annone. Um, so... Mike Anone's is just another one of those uh, that could have got the impact award. Um, he came into the Vibes short notice, I believe due to an injury the Vibes had, and it didn't look back one bit after that. Uh, Mike Anone, as I put, sir, you have some great talent, as well as it showed as you stayed a vibe until the end of the season and really made a difference on and off the field. Three home runs, 22 RBIs, and played in 39 total games. Now, what is click-worthy award, you may ask? Well, it's someone who stands out enough that would get noticed if you Googled their name and has done all the right things stepping into a team when it counts the most. We appreciate all, everything Vibes players did this season, despite the fact the record on paper or the official record is not what we wanted it to be, but I'll tell you this it turned out to be better than what anybody could have imagined. Um, so we appreciate essentially everything that the Rocky Mountain Vibes came out and did this year. And for those players that may not have got awards, you are very much thanked. And know that if you are back here next year, it is just improvement from here. And I, I really hope a lot more players, if If everything stays the same and we play another season next year under Monclova, I'm really hoping to see a lot of teams um, or a lot of players go up to Monclova um, for their season or whatnot and get called up and really make a difference on that level. Uh, So those are my end-of-the-year awards. So that'll take us into the final topic today and that'll be again, I am, like I said, last week, I lost the episode that I recorded. I've had to go back and record um, last week's episode today on September 14th. Um, so on on episode 12, which I am recording here shortly and we'll upload both episodes back to back. I will be talking about the playoffs. As we know, the playoffs, I won't spoil it on this episode, but if you haven't been playing along, the South Division ended up being the Raptors versus the uh, Hawks, and then the North Division was the Paddleheads versus the Chuckers. That was a one-game winner-take-all series that happened back on Saturday, the 11th. Um, So I'll have all those details and results on the next episode. Uh, But I want to go ahead and close this episode out by um, saying if you enjoyed this podcast, please give me a rating on Apple. Um, Five star is where I really appreciate it. And that'll get my podcast uh, out there, get better at it. And as time goes on, hopefully you can build this into something bigger and better. Um, But like us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, all those social media accounts, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been the Gram Slam Podcast Episode 11. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everyone.